You're listening to Sobriety with Ari Eastman. Hey, that's me. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Sobriety with me, Ari Eastman. I have my sort of low uh, radio FM voice on because I just finished, or I'm wrapping up, I should say, uh, an awesome weekend with some of my closest friends celebrating uh, four years sober because uh, I, I hit four years sober from alcohol over the weekend. And um, yeah, we just had so much fun. It's so funny, the idea of like, you know, I feel like I I sound like I had I had wild nights and, you know, these were wild nights of just pure, um, unadulterated me in its truest essence. Um, and uh, yeah, I, so, you know, I, it's so weird. Whenever I celebrate these milestones, you know, another year passes, another sober anniversary, I think like, oh, what are what are the things that I want to talk about? What are the things that I want to leave people with and I want to reflect on and I want to remember about it? And every year it gets, it's it's still important, but it gets a little less like dramatic in a way um, because it's becoming just, this is just my life. This is who I am. I don't drink anymore. You know what I mean? And I think the pride and the sense of accomplishment that I feel, that is... Now it's this is what I think about it like the the juxtaposition between how absolutely shitty and terrible I felt in the cycle of addiction, how I felt about myself, um, my my outlook on life, um, my relationships, just so many things were so dark and bleak and painful. And when I made the switch and, you know, my first 30 days and my first 90 days, the lightness that started to come back, the joy, the self-esteem, the confidence, those things, it was just such a dramatic difference that it felt, you know, it's, it's intense. It's intense. And that's why they call it, you know, the pink cloud, right? You, you go from being at your lowest lows that, you know, sometimes you can then get into these like euphoric states. And now with four years, this is just, this is my reality. And it's like the pride and the self-esteem I've gained is now it's like, that's, I'm not going to say a constant because we have our insecurities, ebbs and flows of life, yada, yada. But the self-esteem I have built back up now carries me through in a way that is more consistent. So, you know, yes, I feel I'm so proud of myself for this and I am, you know, grateful that I have stayed on this path and, um, you know, hope that I do for the rest of my life. But it's like, it's sort of like the, the dramatic steps of it don't feel quite as dramatic, you know? And it's like, I just, I have... I'm at a level, like I stay at a level now um, versus the insane kind of climb that I took. And even that first year, right, that first year of sobriety felt so fucking monumental because it was and it is. And every day you, every day you fight through and you, in your recovery and you have another day of sobriety, you have another day where you try, you have another day where even if you've, 
you know, fucked up in the past, this is another day that you decide to bet on yourself and try and, you know, believe that there is more. Like, that's a fucking win every single time. And that is something to be proud of every single time. But I just, I was trying to think, like, okay, so what what are the things that I really look back now on four years? And are, are there, like, four things that are really kind of coming to mind as what I have learned either about myself or recovery or the process of it or addiction like what what's coming to mind one of them and I think this is probably one of the most meaningful things because it is uh something that can carry over into so many other aspects of life and relationships is that I am my most fun when I am sober and any ideas that I had, whether I convinced myself of them, whether it was society, whether it was a mix of all things, it was my insecurities, my anxieties, my, you know, mental health popping in and saying, oh, you need this thing, or was it advertising, like, whatever, perfect storm of all sorts of things that may have convinced me that, you know, I need this to loosen up, or I need that to have that conversation, or, you know, oh, I'll be funnier and this and I'll, I'll, I'll be wilder with that and oh, I'll be more like this person with a little bit of something to take the edge off. It's not true. It's not true for me. I am my most fun because I'm me. And it sounds so silly and it sounds so simple and, you know, we all have our different strengths and it, that's the other thing is like, you know, kind of a side a side note within that is that like comparing yourself to other people is, you know, comparison is the thief of joy as they say. Comparing yourself to other people is always going to make you feel like shit because we are all different. And so, yeah, am I never going to, I'm not going to like get up and dance on the table and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, flirt with every single person in the room. Like that's not necessarily me. Although I may dance on the table, but I'm going to be doing it in like a, 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 a way that's not very sexually appealing. Like I'm going to be like, you know, give my regards to Broadway. You know, I'm going to be doing something like campy and ridiculous like that. But that I, who I am and the value that I have inherently, that's what makes me fun. Nothing else is I'm not in, I'm not, you know, consuming any other magic potion that makes me fun. I am fun. And people have fun with me because of who I am. And ultimately, not even other people, who cares? Forget that. I am fun and I have fun because of myself. Like, I have fun with me. (laughs) I have fun with me, baby. The second lesson that I have learned time and time and time again uh, in these four years of sobriety is that nobody gives a fuck if you aren't drinking. Okay. And if they do, that's their own issue. And that is something that, like, you do not need to concern yourself with. People ultimately, I think overall, the vast majority of people, they want you to be happy and healthy and successful and, like, you know, just in whatever whatever that's going to look like for you, that's what people want. People don't care that you ordered the Diet Coke at the bar. People don't care that like, you know, if everyone else is drinking and you're not. Nobody cares. Half the time, most people don't notice. And like it, it, being in your head about it is just another way I think of, it's, listen, there's a lot of times that um, 
addicts, we can really center ourselves in situations, whether we mean to or not. And the kind of um, obsession with like, oh my God, what are people going to think that I'm not I'm not drinking like that's just another way of doing that and it's hard to get out of your own head it's hard to move past the insecurity and a lot of times I think that we feel in our early sobriety and recovery like we almost feel like we're like preteens again and we have that you know that feeling of walking into a room and you are like oh my god everybody's looking at me but they're probably not they're not there's so many people in this world they're not they're not looking at you or if they looked at you okay that's okay. You'll survive. You'll be okay. And the more and more time I spend and and go out, whether I'm going out to a comedy show with my friend or we're stopping by a bar or, you know, whatever it is we're doing, like nobody cares that I'm not drinking. Furthermore, nobody cares. And I'm saying this in a good way, not like nobody cares. Nobody cares that I am a recovering alcoholic. You know what I mean? Nobody is like, Oh, God, this girl had a problem with substances? Oh, my God, she's, let's, let's, she's the, 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 the town, uh, you know, paint a red flag on her, the town trollop, the town whore, look, get this freak away from us. Nobody cares. Nobody cares, you know? And I think that when you are casual about something and you own it, that also gives other people permission and comfort to be like, okay, cool, like, j- you know, just... And I know it's so easy to say, right? Like when we hold shame in things, of course, we're worried about what other people think, but nobody cares. And I mean that in the best possible way. The third thing that I really think is important for people to hear, because I feel like we hear the opposite messaging so much, is that when you develop healthy relationships and friendships and you work on them and you cater to them and you invest in them and you find people who you know, bring and add value to your life and you add value to their life. Like it makes everything so much better. And I truly did not, I was so broken um, through addiction and I lost friendships and I was just in a really bad place. And I think that there is this, I, I hate when people say like, you have to, oh, before you love anyone else, you have to love yourself. It's like, that's such an easy thing to say but also loving yourself or learning to re-love yourself, falling in love with yourself again is a process that takes time and it is not always like in a linear fashion either. Like you take one step forward, you take four steps back, you take, like it's, it's constant and it's evolving. Um, and when people love you and you love them, I think you can also learn and see yourself through their eyes and you can learn like through their love to love yourself like and I'm and you know I'm not using that as a, a means to like doesn't mean that like if you're in if you're completely shitty and then you know you're you have someone who's amazing and loving to you like you know and oh through that they will they will heal all my wounds I'm not saying that like get a fucking therapist but like having people who give a shit about you and love you it really does matter and it is so important and that's why things like 12 step and you know support groups and all of these iterations and ways that people get sober they involve people who care and who invest in you and you invest back in them and i think that you know back to kind of self esteem and rebuilding self esteem that can come from 
relationships with people who love you and, and receiving love. And then that can, you know, I do think that that can then help you love yourself. So, you know, this whole, you know, you're never going to love anyone. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, no, we need love in all the forms, wherever we can get them, whatever healthy ways and forms we can get of love. They matter and they are so healing. They really are. They're healing and they sustain us, really. They sustain us in life. Like, what's life? What's life got to know? What am I saying? What's love got to do? Got to do with it? A lot. Love's got a lot to do with it. Rest in peace, Tina Turner. And the fourth thing I want to leave you with, of course, like I've learned so many lessons along the way. I mean, you could just listen back to this podcast. I mean, this podcast is about, you know, 50% me talking about things I've learned in sobriety and ramblings and probably repeating myself. And then, you know, I don't know. Actually, I don't I don't know what this podcast is anymore. <laughs> it's just it's, it's just something that, you know, after the nuclear fallout and, you know, 50, 60, 70 years, um someone an alien will come down and or an alien who's already here will discover uh some, you know, the, the, they'll be like, well, "Let's check out Apple's podcasts." And then they'll listen back and they'll start taking notes about what humanity and civilization was like through my ramblings. Um, hold on. What was my last uh, fourth thing? My fourth thing was this. Um, recovery requires you to just keep making a choice. And willpower is, I've talked about it before, that willpower is this like muscle that fatigues. And for people with, like people who are, prone to addiction and addicts like this idea that it's like willpower oh just like muscle through it you know just oh learn to stop like you know stop after one stop like that just does not apply to everyone willpower is just different it's not something that we are all given in equal amounts and I hate that idea and I hate this uh, you know idea of just you know uh, learning to self-control and this bullshit that I just I don't believe in um but what you can do is make a choice and you can make a choice to remove something like for me you know, I know this, like, okay, so I never, I never grew up drinking Diet Coke, right? Like, I'm not, I was never like a big soda person, but if I was gonna have soda, I was gonna have like full sugar soda. I was gonna have like a Coke. I always thought Diet Coke was weird and kind of gross. And, you know, my mom was always very anti-Diet Coke. And um, randomly, recently, I've been like, you know what, I'm gonna try a Diet Coke. And it's part of it because I'm like trying to cut down on sugar. I know Diet Coke's like not good for you either, but I thought, okay, you know, this is at least somewhat of a replacement. Okay. So I have a Diet Coke one time at, at the office. I'm like, okay, it's, it's okay. It's not that bad. Right. So all of a sudden that means I'm buying like a 12 pack of Diet Coke and I'm drinking like almost all of them in one day. Okay. That's my attic brain. Like I just can't, I, 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 I can't, I can't stop. But I can make the choice for things to not start. I can, you know, make the choice to say, okay, no, I'm, I am not going to pick up that wine bottle. Like, you know, I'm, I am not going to message that guy that I know that only leads to heartbreak. Like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to play with fire. And that is a choice that I have to make every day. And I have to keep making that same choice. And for me, it's not as difficult with the alcohol because it just doesn't even enter my mind as a possible choice. It's like, no. I just don't do that. But I think that that, I mean, life is about making choices, right? Every day it's about making choices. And, um, you know, our choices impact uh, what happens to us. And there are consequences to choices and, you know, blah, 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 blah. But um, choosing to not put myself in situations 
where I know they will be bad and they will be painful, like that, it may sound simple, but sometimes making that choice is hard. Especially like I think when you're young and you just want that roller coaster of just like drama and you want, you know, the you want to have the up and downs and like that's giving you dopamine and it's just, you know, this kind of cycle of like stuff. And I know that I just have to make the choice to do things and limit things and keep things out of my life that will not serve me. It sounds simple, but sometimes it can be harder in practice. Um but you know, that's what I do every day when I don't when I don't go to Whole Foods and get a bottle of wine every day. I'm making the choice to not do that. Anyway, um yeah, I just, you know, I had I had such a I had such a great weekend. I had so much fun with my friends. They were we went and we we rented this like beach house in Malibu and just hung out and talked like late into the night and were silly and you know went it was just everything I wanted and it was just a reminder of the things that matter so much to me and that is that I like who I am again I love my friends I value my friendships and my relationships and being there and being present and like remembering what the fuck we talked about the night before you know and being silly and letting myself be exactly who I am in all of my goofiness and 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 um and being proud of the things that I have changed and, you know, just all of it. And um, I had just a lovely time and, um, you know, I'm really, I'm really grateful. I'm really, really grateful that, uh, that for, for whatever reason, when four years ago I said, I cannot fucking do this anymore. This, ha- I, this has to be the last time. This has to be the last time I wake up with a hangover. I'm really glad that it stuck. And like I said, nothing is ever guaranteed or promised, but I hope that I continue this for the rest of my life. Um, and with that, I love you all so much. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, bye.